How's it going, everybody? Here to do my review of Ahsoka Episode 5. And yeah, 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 I know last week I said I was going to do it 2, 2, and 2. But look, alright? I thought this week was going to be a good week. We, you know, we knew going into this week that Filoni was directing. We knew they were going to put it in theaters in L.A. and uh, in New York. So obviously... It was going to be good. Because, like, I don't think Disney would put, you know, an episode of a TV show in theaters if they didn't think, oh, yeah, this is, you know, this is something special. But I didn't think it was going to be that special. So, um, you know, I sat on it last night after watching it and letting it kind of roll over me. And then I've watched some... Of the people that I enjoy watching on YouTube react to it and hearing their thoughts. And, uh, I was like, you know, screw it. I'm gonna, I want to talk about it. <laughs> and what I got out of it and what it, what it meant to me and all that kind of stuff. And look, a lot of it is going to be obvious. But there's going to be some of it that's going to be a little bit more directly personal to me. But with all that said, if you have not watched... Ahsoka episode 5 um this is going to be spoiler filled so you know I don't want to hear anybody complaining or getting mad or anything like that you know if you choose to listen after this point you are doing it of your own accord you have been warned um so let's jump into it um look and let's just start with the obvious um, and then we'll roll back to it at the end. Um, uh, uh, um, we got to see Clone Wars in live action a little bit. We got to see young Ahsoka and we fucking got Hayden Christensen back. And look, you know, I feel like it's fair to say when it comes to my podcast... Star Wars is definitely the thing that I talk about the most. I feel like if you were to bundle up all of the Star Wars episodes, I think it would be probably the majority topic that I talk, you know, talk about, you know. Um, and I say that to say, look, I am one of those people that I have, I am one of the people that have come down really hard on Hadrian Christensen when I came to the prequel trilogy. You know, I've also said things like I don't think it's his fault. You know, I think a lot of it was how Lucas directed him. But, you know, like if we're going to call a spade a spade, I like Revenge of the Sith, and I think he did a much better job in Revenge of the Sith than Attack of the Clones. But I don't think he was really good in Attack of the Clones. And it's like I say with it, with Rise of Skywalker and Attack of the Clones. Look. And, and Book of Boba Fett. We'll add Book of Boba Fett. And well, you know what? We'll even add the Obi-Wan Kenobi show into what I'm about to say. Look. Bad Star Wars is still bad Star Wars to me. Okay? You know? Look. You know, it might not be, you know, a hamburger is a hamburger. It might not always be Gordon Ramsay level 
hamburger. Sometimes it might be McDonald's hamburger, but still a fucking burger. And I'm going to eat the shit out of it. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, I want it to be on that level. I want everything Star Wars to be of a particular essence. But I also recognize it's okay if it's not, you know? Um, There are surrounding things about the sequel trilogy that make it its own sort of monster or mess of a situation outside of Star Wars, right? Because we all understand the turmoil and what was happening, you know, um, in the real world, you know, which affected it, you know, like Carrie Fisher passing away and, you know, episode nine going from Colin Trevorrow to back to J.J. Abrams, who did, you know, Force Awakens. And so a lot of that added to the mess that became Rise of Skywalker. And since then, things have just sort of, I don't want to say gotten worse, but, you know, you look at what happened with Book of Boba Fett, you look at what happened with Obi-Wan Kenobi. I don't want to say it's very Disney-fied, because I don't think that's fair, because Disney has little to nothing to do with Lucasfilm, and that's the thing a lot of fans get wrong. Like, all of these decisions that are being made is by Kathleen Kennedy, the creators of the shows specifically, like... Everything's being greenlit by the CEO of Lucasfilm, who is, at this particular point, Kathleen Kennedy. So if you want someone to blame, blame her. But, you know, because of that, you know, fans are a little bit harsh. But we also have to remember, this is the same studio that gave us seasons one, two, and I personally add season three of Mandalorian. This is the same studio that gave us Rogue One. You know, and hell, I'll even add Solo. Like, Solo is... Look, Solo is a bleh movie, but it's not a bad movie. It's just... It's very straightforward. It is what it is, right? But it's not bad. So I'm even willing to give them Solo. So there are good things that have happened in this era. You know, Rebels, Season 7, Clone Wars. You know, if Disney never took over... Star Wars or Lucasfilm I don't know that we would have gotten a lot of those things maybe some of you would be happy about that I'm I am willing to take the good with the bad you know because look I'm somebody that grew up in an era that you know if, if you're my age if you're in your third if you're at least in your late 20s or your 30s or older you remember we all sort of felt the same way about what we're saying about Star Wars now is after the prequels, you know? There were a lot of people that hated the prequels. When I was a teenager, when I was a kid, you know, I loved the prequels, you know? Attack of the Clones is the only one that I was... I've always been pretty, you know, um, status quo on, you know? Um, But I love Phantom Menace, and I loved, you know, Revenge of the Sith. I loved what episodes I did watch of Clone Wars back in the day. You know, I watched Clone Wars probably for the first two seasons, and then I I dropped off of watching it, and I didn't finish it until uh, right before Season 7 came out. Um, That was my first time going through the whole thing. And I say that all to say, look, Star Wars has a messy past, okay? Even in the Lucas-era Star Wars... Things were messy, you know. 
But, you know, I think a good barometer is look at Natalie Portman, right? Even Natalie Portman was a little shoddy in both Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith as well. But look at all the stuff that she's done outside of Star Wars. Even going back to when she was a kid. Natalie Portman in The Professional acts circles around Hayden Christensen in both Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. But even as an adult, look what she did in Garden State. Look what she did in Black Swan. Look what she did in V for Vendetta. And so on and so forth. So I really do feel like a lot of the problems with episode 2 and episode 3 comes down to George Lucas. It has been said for years, and a lot of fans don't want to hear this, but this has been said for years by Mark Hamill, by Harrison Ford, by Carrie Fisher, by everyone that was a part of the original trilogy. And they all love George, and they owe George everything, and they say that all the time, but... Actor's director, he is not. Okay? I say all that to say... Hayden Christensen was the best as Anakin that we have ever seen him in this. And I, I really feel, in a lot of ways, vindicated for what I've said for years now. Because I've always... Because I've always said... Because look, Jumper isn't the best of movies... But I thought Hayden Christensen was really good in it. You know, I mean, he wasn't, like, Christian Bale good, but he was good in it, right? You know? I still haven't seen Shattered Glass, but that's one that a lot of people are like, watch Shattered Glass. Hayden is amazing in that, you know? Hayden has shown that in other projects, he absolutely is a good actor, you know? And so I've always wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. Hey, maybe it's not him. And I think this just goes to show when you have a director that knows how to work with the cast. Filoni is great. I mean, you hear stories about even when it comes just to voice acting, even when it just comes to, you know, the cast of the Clone Wars or Rebels and you talk about how dedicated he is and how he's able to get into their heads and if they're having trouble really connecting with the scene like he knows how to put them into that space that's the kind of director you need whether you're dealing with animation or live action you know you need a director that knows how to deal with the people you're working with and I think this just goes to show that that is true because there wasn't one single scene Not one single scene in this episode where I was like, ah, Hayden wasn't good there. Like, this whole time, he was great. And, you know, Hayden said that he's gone back and watched, you know, a lot of uh, the Clone Wars to kind of see what how Matt Lanter played the character. And what I think was also great is Hayden found this balance of what he did in the prequels, but also playing Anakin the way that Matt would have voiced him in in Clone Wars. And it's this great marriage of both animation and live action. Um, so it was great, you know. Um, the, the other thing I have to mention before talking about the B-plot 
um, is look young Ahsoka, which is, I, I didn't realize this until somebody I was watching pointed out, but it's the same young actress that played young Gamora and, and the MCU. And I guess she's in the new Barbie movie as, as, uh, America Ferrera was daughter, I guess. I don't know. Um, I guess if you've seen Barbie, you might know what that is, but I haven't seen the Barbie movie yet, so didn't really mean much to me, but but man, did she do such a great job. You know, she was great as young Ahsoka, you know, um, and I don't know whether they modulated her voice to sound a lot more like Ashley Eckstein or not, but um, but either way, whether they did or not, the emotion on her face, the way she played young Ahsoka, just, oh man, if they ever have an opportunity before she grows up anymore to do more with young Ahsoka in live action, that would be cool. Um, do it. That's what I would say. Because she was great. Great, great, great. Um, let's talk about this B plot. You know, I've seen a lot of people. Um, complain about Jason Sindula. You know, um, that they didn't really care for him in the last couple episodes where he's appeared. But let me tell you, I feel like this episode, again, is another vindication. There is something more going on with this kid. He is his father's son, he is a Jedi in the making. And look, I think this kid playing Jason is doing a phenomenal job. Phenomenal job. Um, and uh, I can't wait to see where, where this goes for him as a character. And as I said when he first showed up in episode three, I hope he's given more to do as this character because you know I've said that you know I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher his name I am gonna butcher his name I would love to see Zolo Manduena Manduena Blue Beetle Cobra Kai Zolo I want to see him play an older Jason Sindula assuming he doesn't die right because we all know what happens with Duke, uh, Luke's je- uh, temple. So if Jason is sent up to train with Luke, um, well, the odds of him making out of that, mm, I mean, he could make it out, but he could become like, you know, a Knight of Ren, I guess. But, you know, mm, yeah. So they're going to have to skirt around that, um, maybe. But if they do stuff with older... Um, Jason, I would love to see Jolo play him. But if they're smart, you know, I feel like casting a kid at the age of, I think the actor, the first name of the actor who plays Jason is Ethan. I can't remember his last name, but, or Evan. It's an E name, I can't remember. I'm terrible with names. I'm great with faces and terrible with names. But I feel like the, the good thing about casting a kid this young is... If you plan your... Which, look, Star Wars hasn't been great at this lately, right? We haven't gotten a movie since 2019, okay? 
But if you plan everything right with having a kid this young, you the actor could age into older Jason. And we actually have an actor that is with the character from from for lack of a better term from birth to death right he's entering star wars right now at this age as a you know 10 11 12 year old and hopefully we can see him grow into an adult and play this character until jason reaches whatever end he reaches right I don't know if Disney or Lucasfilm will be smart enough to do that. We'll have to see, but that would be really cool. But if they don't do that, again, I'd like to see Jolo play the character. But this kid is doing fantastic. Like, if we don't have to recast him, I wouldn't. Because he seems like an actor that is only going to keep getting better as he grows up. And the same for the actress who played Ahsoka, because I thought the actress who played young Ahsoka was great in the MCU. But, I mean, I haven't seen her in the Barbie movie yet, but as far as what I have seen her do, this is the best that I've seen her. Like, she was great in this as Ahsoka. So I think with both of these kids, you know, if you can take advantage of the age they're at, do more with them in their respective roles, that would be really cool. Um, everyone, I've seen some people still kind of harp on, um, um, Hera and, um, I really like, look, she won me over after the last couple episodes, you know, um, you know, cause I was honest, you know, after the first two episodes, before we got episode three, I wasn't sure how I felt about her. You know, she she definitely did not seem like the Hera that I knew from Rebels. Granted, I I know this is several years later, but she just did not seem the same. Um, but she really won me over with that scene where she calls out the senator that is definitely Hera coming out and yeah you know I've seen I've seen some people point this out and I think it's I think it's true Hera's role in this is the expository character and a lot of different shows has that character that it's not that they don't necessarily have their own arc Although there there have been times in, in shows past where a character is just exposition from the beginning until they die in the show. And I hope they don't do that with Hera. I hope that eventually she will have more to do. But right now, she is absolutely the expository um, character. She is the character that, for lack of a better term, for people who haven't seen Rebels... I don't know everything that's led up to here. She's sort of the the catch-up person. She's the, you know, she's that. And, yeah, you know, that kind of sucks to a point. 
And she's had some really good scenes. Again, that senator scene. That was a really, really great scene where we got her see got to see her play Ahsoka, the character, and not just the expository like person. And I feel like there was a few moments in episode two. Even though I still wasn't completely bought over then, there were a few moments in episode two where, okay, that's definitely a Hera thing, you know? Um But but I think she's doing a great job with what she's given. David Tennant as Hu Yang is just, you know, brilliant. I mean, he's lucky enough to be an actor that was cast as the character in Clone Wars. We got to see him play the character again in Rebels, and now he's back on Ahsoka. And it's it's great to see him back as this character. Um, and... You know, the emotion they give him, just... The way he plays the character is just great. This whole episode was just phenomenal. But I said I was going to bring it back to the Anakin and Ahsoka stuff. And so here we are. This is... This... You know, I always talk about what I love about Star Wars is the philosophy side, right? And, like, the interpersonal relationships you know the relationships between characters the relationships with characters and themselves you know um because that's the stuff that i can take in real life you know i say this all the time you know like we don't have lightsabers in real life we don't have blasters we don't have spaceships you know we don't have the force but what we do have is people that do good and people that do evil we are, we do deal with the idea of what kind of a person we want to be you know who do we want to align ourselves with we all understand that that idea of the internal battle and that's the stuff that the philosophy the philosophy of star wars is really good at diving into and for me this episode kicked me in my ass and you know as I've talked about a lot on the podcast, uh, I can't really go into specifics of things that I've had in my life. Not yet. Not until, not until November 1st of 2024. After then, I can. But for personal reasons, for legal reasons, I just can't. I can't go into it. One day I will. Um, but there were things that happened in my life that I carry. And, you know, I've never realized how much I relate to Ahsoka until it was voiced in the way that I was voiced in this episode. You know, um, even from, you know, the, the idea of generational trauma right and carrying you know who you think your parents might who your parents have been and how much of that do you take with you your older siblings or or you know all of these different things you know Ahsoka wrestling with who Anakin was and what he became and she's lived with that fear and she has tried so not only has she tried so desperately not to become that, 
but she's allowed it to be a wall. But she's also let the guilt just absolutely overtake her because of how much she loved Anakin. You know, she has lived with this what if for years. And I think that's a big reason. And this is going to be spoilers for Rebels in case anyone hasn't watched Rebels. But when she fights Vader and Twilight of the Apprentice in season two, I think that's a big reason why she won't back down is she's not going to leave him. She loved him once. And I think she even says something to that effect. You know, when she cuts his helmet and you see Anakin's face and she sees that it really is her old master behind there. You know, she's heard the rumors. She's felt things, but she's tried so desperately hard to deny it until that moment when she sees, now it is Anakin. And I th- again, you know, I, I, it's been a while since I've watched that episode, but... I think she does say something to the effect of, you know, I left once, but I'm not, I'm not going to leave again, you know? And then Ezra, you know, pulls her out into the world between worlds in season four, and they have that moment together, and then she jumps back in, you know, and that's, that's the Ahsoka that we have now, is that Ahsoka that's been pulled into the world between worlds, that was saved, that also chose to go back into her own timeline and she's lived, had to live with this knowledge of what her master became and you know in my life I've had things happen and um, and similar to Ahsoka I didn't do anything wrong necessarily you know I lived my life But me and somebody that I care deeply about were both hurt by it. And look, I I have carried that guilt ever since. Um, and, you know, different than Star Wars because I'm not a Jedi. And again, there's no such thing as, as the Force. But... You know, it's one of those things where it's like I thought I had moved on as much as I could have from that without letting it um, really rule me. Because, you know, until or if I'm able to make amends for things in my own life, I don't know that I'll ever get over it, you know. But I don't necessarily have to keep allowing it to rule my world and how I choose to live. You know, I can't keep letting myself beat myself up over what happened. And it wasn't until watching it last night how much I realized that I was still blaming myself for what happened. Even though it's not really my fault at all. But I still carry that guilt because I carry those questions. What if? What if this? What if that? You know, what if I did things differently? You know? Um, 
And when Ahsoka says, I choose to live. That's such a powerful thing. And I think that's a choice that we all have to make in our own lives, no matter what you've been through, is at some point, you have to choose to live. I mean, I think this lesson that Anakin, this final lesson that Anakin gives Ahsoka is a lesson that we all need to learn because there is only two choices to live or to die you know and I don't even mean in a literal way like I don't mean like you should kill yourself or you're gonna like drop dead but in but it's like that you know if you don't allow yourself to move on from certain things you're essentially living a dead life you are a shadow of your former self you are not really who you're meant to be and you have to let those things go you know and as i've just said i get it it's hard and just because i watched this episode last time just because i want to do better and just because i have chosen that i do want to live and i do want to allow myself to move on it's not going to happen overnight but you know But it, but it is a choice that we, we have to make for ourselves. You know, do we want to live this dead life? Or do we want to live fully? Because there is no in-between, you know? It's either one or the other, you know? Um, last night's episode was absolutely powerful. There were many moments where I got goosebumps. There were several moments where I got tears in my eyes and when the episode ended I cried like a little baby I have no problem admitting that I cried like a baby last night's episode was absolutely phenomenal I cannot wait for Dave Filoni's movie now cause I don't know if he'll name it this but it it's gonna be Heir to the Empire right? even if they don't name it Heir to the Empire it's probably going to be heir to the Empire. You know? Like, I think we might get another season of Mando. Maybe we might get another season of Boba Fett. You know? Because they definitely left it open to do more at the end of that. Um, and I think we're headed into this place where all of our heroes, you know, Luke... Ahsoka, the Rebels team, uh, Boba Fett, Bo-Katan, Fennec Shan, all of our heroes. I think they're all going to come together to fight Thrawn um, in a movie. And I think it's going to be on the big screen. I think that's what Dave Filoni's movie is going to be. Um, is part one of a trilogy. You know, I don't know if they'll call them all the same names as the Timothy Zahn novels, what was it? It was Heir to the Empire, That Hideous Strength, and I don't remember the third one. I don't know if they'll name them those names or not, but that's what it's going to be. Um, so I'm excited to see where this goes, you know? Um, I have no idea what these final three episodes are going to entail. I am worried about what I'm going to do as far as reviewing the episodes, because look... If the next three episodes are as good as this as this was, 
I might not be holding off on <laughs> doing reviews. I'm just, I'm just saying. Um, but since there's only three episodes left, I might just go the in-between. And if something really amazing doesn't happen, like this episode, I might just wait until the end of the show and talk about all three episodes and just wrap the whole thing up since I chose to do this. Um, but we'll see. We'll have to see what happens. I have no idea where they're... I mean, I know where they're going... But I don't know specifically, I don't know what's going to happen, right? So I don't want to say definitively I'm going to wait. But my aim is going to be to wait until the show is over to do the next review. Uh, Unless something crazy happens, you know? I mean, look, if we get Ezra next week... Look, Ezra is like one of my favorite Star Wars characters. If we get Ezra... I might do another I might do another review. Okay? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't anticipate we're gonna get him yet. I think we're not gonna get Ezra or Thrawn until the last episode. Unfortunately. I, I hope I'm wrong. That's what my gut is telling me. But yeah. So what did you guys think? Did you love this episode as much as I did? Did your Star Wars geek flag fly? after this like mine did let me know i hope you guys enjoyed it um you can find me on threads you can find me on blue sky if you happen to be lucky enough to be on there you can find me on youtube um yeah i'm not on i'm not on x anymore i decided to leave twitter because i'm i just for I'm on Instagram as well. Um, the only difference is on there I'm on night Bishu nineteen eighty nine instead of just Bishu eighty nine because Bishu eighty nine was taken when I created my profile, so that's the only difference. But um, but yeah, Instagram, Blue Sky, Threads. That's where I'm at. YouTube. Um, so shoot at me if you want to talk Star Wars. Um, thanks for listening and I'll see you guys in the next podcast. Peace out.